the Bible Study Podcast, episode 688. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 43. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're picking up the story of Joseph and his brothers here in Genesis 43. You may remember we left with the brothers were sent to Egypt to bring food back because the famine was throughout the land and there was food in Egypt because Joseph had been sent there by God and had told the Pharaoh what his dream meant, that there was going to be seven good years and seven lean years, and so they saved up grain during the good years so that they have grain and no one else does. And so they sent the brothers. The brothers were recognized by Joseph. They did not recognize Joseph. He accused them of stealing. They said, no, 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 we're we're sons of one father, and we're just here to buy grain. And he challenged them to prove their story that they were 11 sons out of the original 12, because they thought one was dead, that they bring back their brother Benjamin. And he kept the brother Simeon in prison should they until they would come back with Benjamin. And they got home, they told dad, and dad said, no way am I sending Benjamin, I already lost Joseph, I've already lost Simeon, there's no way that Benjamin's going with you. But, chapter 43, the second journey to Egypt. Now the famine was still severe in the land, so when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said to him, the man warned us solemnly. You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother along with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you do not send him, we will not go down, because the man said to us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. Israel asked, Why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man you had another brother? They replied, The man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living? He asked us, Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know? He would say, Bring your brother down here. Then Judah said to Israel his father, Send the boy along with me, and we will go at once, so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. As it is, if we had not delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your bags and take them down to the man as a gift, a little balm and a little honey, some spices and myrrh, some pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of silver with you, for you must return the silver that was put back in the mouths of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back to the man at once. And may God Almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will let your other brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. So the men took the gifts and double the amount of silver and Benjamin also. They hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward 
of his house. Take these men to my house, slaughter an animal, and prepare a meal. They are to eat with me at noon. The man did as Joseph told him and took the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were frightened because they were taken to his house. They thought we were brought here because of the silver that was put back in our sacks the first time. He wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us as slaves and take our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house. We beg your pardon, our Lord, they said. We came down here the first time to buy food, but at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened our sacks, and each of us found his silver, the exact weight, in the mouth of his sack. So we have brought it back with us. We have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks. It's all right, he said. Don't be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward took the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and provided fodder for their donkeys. They prepared their gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon because they had heard that they were to eat there. When Joseph came home, they presented him with the gifts they had brought into the house, and they bowed down before him to the ground. He asked how they were, and then he said, How is your aged father you told me about? Is he still living? They replied, Your servant, our father, is still alive and well. And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. As he looked about and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved at the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went into his private room and wept there. After he had washed his face, he came out and, controlling himself, said, Serve the food. They served him by himself, the brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, for that is detestable to Egyptians. The men had been seated before him in the order of their ages, from the firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment. When portions were served to them from Joseph's table, Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's. So they feasted and drank freely with him. And so they go back to Egypt, and they bring Benjamin this time. They don't want to, or at least Israel doesn't want them to, but it's a choice of send Benjamin away and potentially never see him again, or watch him and everyone else starve. And when presented with that, he really has no choice but to hope that God will protect him and to hope that this will turn out for good. And so they go back and they're concerned because Joseph says, I'm going to have dinner with you, and they're thinking this is a trap. Now, I have to say, if you're the person is in charge of Egypt, you don't really need to lay a trap. You can just have the people arrested whenever you want because he is a powerful man. So they're really, I think, worrying about something that maybe they don't need to worry about. But they do make a point to say, hey, we don't know how we got our silver back in our sacks, so here's the silver we think we owed you from last time, and we brought silver to buy food in addition. And they're told, nope, wasn't us. That must have been God that gave that back to you. Don't worry about it. They come in, they're greeted by the man, and they, they don't know his name apparently, or they don't refer to him by his Egyptian name. They just know he's the man in charge. They're greeted by him, and they present Benjamin, and 
Joseph is moved to tears, and he doesn't want to expose himself to his brothers yet. He doesn't want to tell them who he is just yet, so he goes off and hides and cries for the joy to see his his full brother, Benjamin. He's seen his half-brothers now, but he goes and he brings Simeon, and he greets them, and he sits them all down at this table. They're eating by themselves. He's eating by himself, because that is apparently what needs to be done, because it is offensive to for them to eat, for the Egyptians to eat with the Hebrews, which is interesting because later on, after the law, the Hebrews wouldn't eat with the Egyptians. We're not at that point yet in the story. And so he seats them, and they are stunned because they realize he has seated them, starting with Reuben and ending with Benjamin, with all of the brothers in the right order. Now, this is a big hint to them that they don't get, that this person knows more about them than they think he should. They get the hint that he knows this. They don't know why he knows this. They don't know who has revealed this to him. They don't know what's going on. But they are surprised to see that he seems to know this about them. And that is where we end this portion of the story. But this dinner will go on, or this this visit of these brothers will go on, and it will lead to the inevitable conclusion, and I believe we're going to get there next week. But for that, you're going to have to come back. So until then, what can we learn from this particular story? We're again in the middle of the story. When we get to the end, the moral will be quite clear, or at least one lesson that we can pull out of this. But it's a little hard to tell what's going on here in the middle. We can be, I think, sometimes as befuddled as the brothers are here at what is happening. And sometimes what is really happening is not what we think is happening. right? We don't see at the level that God sees. We don't even see at the level sometimes that Joseph sees in this situation what is happening. And sometimes we need to do as Israel does, just put his faith in God that God will work it out. He is doing this in the middle of unspeakable fear. He's lost one or two children already with Joseph and Simeon, not expecting to see them again. And now he is sending off the brothers with his other precious child with Benjamin and just has to trust God it will turn out right. Many of us may be finding our faith tested by the times that we're in. We certainly can find that at any time, because when we talk about being in tough times, the difference between tough times like going through a pandemic and tough times like going through the death of a loved one is just that it's a more widely shared experience. But there are people going through tougher times than this all the time, just not consistently. And it can put our faith to the test. And there are times that we need to trust, as Israel did, without knowing what's going to happen. And that is why it is faith. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Here 
tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.